Hello, this is Angelica and Erwan, and welcome to The Cluster Speaks, a podcast talking about D-Genesis, the primal punk role-playing game. Hey Erwan, how are you doing? Hey Angelica, I'm doing very good, thank you. How about you? I'm doing pretty good too. Just finished writing a letter to my cousin, I mailed it out, I'm waiting to hear back from her. Nice. How was the 4th of July for you? It was actually really relaxing and fun. Um, since it's a holiday in America, we had a lot of food. We watched a musical about America's independence. Hamilton, for anyone who doesn't know, it's great. And then yesterday, I actually had a really great time with my DeGenesis group because we got to play another session. There was a lot of role play. They almost got killed by Pharaohmancer drones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, actually, so it, it was a lot of fun. How about you? How was your weekend? It was a nice weekend. Um... I mean, coronavirus is still kind of a thing here, but uh, we heard about a, a rave party taking place outside of Berlin, like 30 kilometers outside of Berlin. So we took our bikes and went there. It was very, very fun. We had a great time. Yesterday was just um, recovering from that after coming back home at like 7 a.m. So it was a, it was a very fun weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, so you were at the rave all night? Yes, yes, yes. Like from 10, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. Wow, that's <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty fun. So, what are we talking about for this episode? Yeah, so last episode, I was about to say last week, but we didn't record last week. So last episode was about coming up with a new clan and exploring the various possibilities of creating a clan. And after the episode, I remember we discussed what we could do to, to keep going on this way of um, uh, sharing our own ideas, but also giving some... Uh, guidance, let's say, to our listeners. And we decided to come up with the ideas of sharing of, of favorite uh, one-shots. Yes, I wrote, you know, I thought about and brainstormed some one-shot ideas. It's a mix of things that I already thought about and, you know, have on my to-do list even before we started recording the podcast. And then I came up with some new ones after reviewing the books and rereading some of the stories online. I'm really excited to share what we have with our listeners. Nice. Do you want to go first or should I? I can go first. So first and foremost, the way I, I like to come up with uh, one shots is pretty straightforward. I actually think I shared that in one of the, um, of the PDFs I created back in the day called the Codex. And I, I said that for me, the best way to come up with scenarios ideas is just when you read a piece of media, when you listen to something. Just take notes, uh, and sometimes uh, you're going to find a, a premise or a theme or even just a, a quote that's going to give you an idea about what you can play next or a, a character you can create, etc., etc. So that's what I do. And for a long time, I, I just used Evernote, put some notes and come back to them once in a while, see what I could use. And so that's how I come up with my one-shots. And so very recently, I went, uh, I mean, I, th I think it was in January, and I went to see the movie 1917, which was great. And basically, the movie is about two English soldiers having to cross the German lines during World War I to go warn another battalion that they are basically falling into a trap from the German army and that they're going to get exterminated if they actually go to it. And I came up with this idea of what could be like a nice way to adapt that to the Genesis. And I thought that maybe the best army that we could come up with would be the Resistance. And so I created like this story called The Message. And so basically it's like a small squad of resistance having to cross the Franken Swamp to go stop a division of other resistance that are surrounding a nest of drones or a ferromancer bastion or something like that. But 
it's a trap that has been set up by um, maybe Apocalyptics or by uh, like the Sunflock or another faction that wants this specific division to die. And so you, like this small squad has to cross the swamp to go deliver a message. It can be a very nice one shot that introduced the world of the Genesis through the perception of two young cadets through a very specific uh, lens. So the, the Franken resistance. And you can introduce Theromancers, drones, the influence of the cults. Uh, you can show them like the difference between, for example, confierté and what it's like once you leave civilization and all this kind of stuff. And because you can put a chrono on top of that, you can say you have that amount of time to go deliver the message. If you don't, you fail and this is what happens. And so that's perfect to encapsulate this in a one shot of either one or two sessions. That's a really cool idea. I, I really like that. And Heck, I want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did something similar a year ago or two years ago. I watched this movie called, I think it's called Centurion. It stars Michael Fassbender. And it's basically about these Roman legionnaires who get kidnapped by, I think they're the Picts. I'm not sure. I can't really yes. remember too much. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. And um, they get captured and they escape the like war camp. But they're in, you know, enemy territory and they have to make their way back over Roman lines, back to like Roman fortifications. The Adrian Wall. Yeah, yeah. This is the time when like Rome was pulling out of Britain. And so it, it's all about survival and using your resources. And so I really like the idea of some kind of one shot that could reflect or maybe, you know, two or three sessions that could reflect that. So when I was thinking about how to apply that story to Degenesis, I remembered that there is a awesome short story on the website called Box of Souls, and it's about saving the slaves from Africa. For people who don't know this part of the lore, Madame Dio is an Anubian and she runs the road, which you know, she helps European slaves escape Africa and go back to Europe. And so I think if the player characters were a bunch of slaves that were being freed, you know, they escape whatever petro field or whatever, wherever they are and make their way through Africa, you know, and then finally they get in touch with Madame Dio and her agents and she helps them get across the Mediterranean. I think that would be a really cool like one shot or short game to play. Yeah, definitely. I also had one like that. I really like the idea. I remember Marco once told me about a movie. I can't remember the name, but basically in this movie, prisoners are escaping and they have one hatchet for the entire group. And so the rule is that the guy that has the hatchet for the day or for the specific moment of time is the de facto leader. But the hatchet is uh, switching hands. And so they have to accept who is going to be the leader for this specific moment. Oh, wow. And I really like the idea because you could have that in, um, in a Degenesis game, uh, similar to that, like to escape an oil field or uh, whatever Neolibian's plantation or whatever. But there still needs to be decisions to be made and everything. And so that could be like a nice way to push stuff forward and to force actions and everything. And also this kind of scenario can definitely be a small campaign, but I still consider it a one shot because you can end very quickly after like a few sessions once you've achieved what you had to achieve. But you can also make it become like, if you see that people are hooked, you can definitely transform it into a longer campaign by having the players go to Tunis, for example, where the Balkan slaves are fighting against uh, the Scourgers by holding on the UEO bunkers and uh, using the Scourgers weapons against them. And maybe trying to make an escape, a final escape out of Tunis with them. I think you can find so many different ways to use this very specific uh, line with Madame Dayo. 
mm-hmm. to make like a nice campaigns. Yeah. So the hatchet feature is really interesting for this idea you had. It makes me wonder, you know, like how do they decide who holds the hatchet next? You know, like can you fight over it? So definitely things to think about if you were to take this idea, listener, and run with it. You know. Yeah. 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 I think it definitely has a lot of stuff you can do. What else do I have?、Um, I have one that I just called the hunt, and it ties back to what we discussed last time: the clan going around, knowing the land, and、um, knowing the hunting grounds of the psychonauts and all this kind of stuff. And so, the hunt is basically your characters would be cultists, and they decide together to do a great hunt. So it could be. A Neolibian willing to kill a biokinetic, or Spitalians needing to kill a biokinetic because of specific reasons, or an Abaptist going on a hunt, or a mix of all of that, and so they have to gather the biokinetic for specific reasons. Maybe one needs his,、uh, its remains for whatever shady stuff going on, or、um, for glory, or I mean, you name it. And basically, the region is so barren that the only way for them to cross it is to rely on、uh, the clan. Living around or crossing the region, but who knows? Maybe the clan actually worships the biokinetic and decide to send the party into a trap, or they help them, but they want something in return. Or it can tie back to the clan we created last time, and they help them go to the biokinetic or biokinetics. But in exchange,、uh, maybe one of the kids that has to leave the clan wants to be hired in a cult in exchange, or something like that. That's funny because that was also one of my ideas that I wrote down. What?、Um, yeah, I know. <laughs>、uh, mostly because in my campaign that's set in South Franca right now, I created an NPC merchant who happens to sell some Ferromancer, like you know, some items that were made from Ferromancer parts, and I decided that he's part of a clan that works with the Resistance to hunt down Ferromancers. And while the Resistance, you know, goes and does their heroic stuff, like. Once the fairmancers are killed or whatever, then this clan goes and harvests the parts for sale, essentially.、Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had a very similar idea where you you know the party is composed of cult you know members. It could just be a, a single clan or whatever, and you have one session where you hunt down a psychonaut for the purpose of harvesting its parts specifically. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I really like the idea. I think. I think like artifact added this layer of utility to actually hunting psychonauts, and by doing so, it creates so many reasons for people to be monster hunters.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely imagine a group of guys just specialize in hunting and then selling, just like the old trappers in North America during the colonization time. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's like it, it would be a thriving business, a risky one, but a very thriving one because you can definitely sell this shit for so much money. Yes, absolutely. I agree that artifacts really opened up that door for these kinds of ideas. I think that it really caters to people who like the more traditional tabletop RPG genre of monster hunting, like you said, or treasure hunters, as opposed to perhaps some of the more political, social games that D Genesis is well known for. Yeah, and it can also, I think, it, it introduces. I mean, for me, like a good one shot of the Genesis can introduce someone to the game very easily, and so it needs to have all the unique elements that you have in the Genesis, but in the good amount. Like you definitely need to not put too much spotlight on the psychonauts, but you need to show that they are a threat, and at the same time, you need to、uh, show the difference between the cults or the cultures and how all of this interact with each other. So I always try to put like some 
unique elements of the genesis into something that could be uh, changed in many different ways. And generally, it just comes up like it just turns up being like a very funny scenario that you can play easily with someone that actually doesn't know anything about the genesis. Along those lines, one of my ideas was actually inspired by the Discord server. Mm hmm. And it was a, it was one of Ashen's memes. <laughs> okay. But essentially, I like the idea of a group of, doesn't have to be all scrappers, but a group of characters who are, for one reason or another, exploring either like an abandoned mega mall or your rave at the abandoned chemical plant, <laughs> you know, mine could fit this scenario too. Basically, it just has to be a sprawling ruin of some kind where maybe there's treasure or maybe there's like some kind of signal that characters picked up on or maybe someone that they're hunting down is hiding in this. So there's rumors that they're hiding there. It can be whatever reason. It doesn't matter too much, but it's a super spooky place. Very twisty, like a maze. You could get lost in it or, you know, the structure is not good. So there's always the danger of like collapse and... There's a patrolling Amsumo. Ooh. And they don't know right away. It's supposed to be horror inspired. I recall several years ago when I was playing Amnesia the Dark Descent. Oh, yeah. And you're exploring that house and trying to get clues. And all of a sudden, like, you know, it's super dark and there are these monsters like lurking in the hall. Like you can hear them. Yeah. And you, you don't have a weapon. So. I like that idea of like the atmospheric suspenseful horror and putting it in degenesis. Maybe not using like a psychonaut because it's too much, but like one wandering Amsumo that is on patrol is enough to invoke fear in the hearts of players if done well. I think that would be a great one shot. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like the kind of stuff if you give them like the right equipment so they don't feel like they are overpowered and that they can take the Amsumo five on one, then definitely that could be something super cool to do because that's always the risk. Like if they are over-equipped, they will feel like it's a time for them to shine against this creature. And so it's, uh, but you can also give them the opportunity to kill the creature by using the, the, the background, the surroundings and all this kind of stuff, like being ingenious about it more than going like straight against the beast. That would be super cool, I think. I'd love to play it for my group one day. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had another one that was inspired by um, this, uh, I think it's it's like the kind of scenario that can go right, but it's a funny one. So basically in uh, Justician, in the preview that we have, there is uh, this place called the Central Exchange. So it's like the biggest alcove in Justician. It's also the place where people come and put their money or where scrappers come when they want the opinion of the most knowledgeable chronicler in terms of artifacts and they come here, trade, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking it can't work because of how the central exchange works, but it would be so fun to create like a huge aced scenario where people try to attack the central exchange and uh, rob it from whatever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like a super stupid, silly scenario. But I, I mean, like I imagine desperate scrappers led by like a painters that has a double goal like he wants to do that to uh, distract people from something else they are doing in town blah 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 blah. like it could be so funny to have like a scenario to prepare the ace then a scenario where you do the ace and maybe a last one where they try to escape wow i think that would be so fucking funny that would but they would like also immediately die <laughs> like yes yes like the, i mean for some of the scenarios i think it's fine to say okay don't expect to survive like 
yeah, it's fine if you don't survive. It's also very funny to accept that the character is going to die at some point. If you'd say it's a one-shot, it's fun. I remember, it's not the Genesis related, but I remember reading an article about one game. I can't remember the name. I think it was experimental. The idea was that you were playing during World War One, and you play a random soldier that has to go as far as he can on the battlefield, but you will ultimately die and play another one and then another one and then another one until you actually are on the front fighting. Wow. And it was like, I remember reading it. I was like, wow, that's, I mean, that's dark. That's gruesome. That's very bleak. But at the same time, it's cool. Like it's a different time of playing. It's like the beginning of, um, I think it was Battlefield 1 or something like that. And you play this soldier same in World War One, and you die. And as soon as you die, the camera pulls out of the character and goes onto another one. And the other one is going to die too. And then the other one is going to die. And you have no choice but to die. But it just shows how gruesome the war was and how desperate the fight was. It's just perfect storytelling. That's a really cool mechanic. I really like that. Yeah, it's super nice. Speaking of one-shots where you'll probably die at the end. <laughs> yeah. One of my ideas was recreating one of the um, Atuma assassination missions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there were three, and we know what one of them was. Yes. But that still leaves two more for you to play around with. So it's perfect for a two or three person group. Yeah. Or even just a one person. If it was just you, the GM, and one player, I think that would be really fun and fantastic for that you know one player and depending on what cult they choose depending on the skills that they put points in you could come up with a bunch of different scenarios or routes to attempt to assassinate Atuma and of course he survives which means the character is going to die probably yeah. or just <laughs> so, escapes or just escape yeah and i don't know i thought that would be really fun because it's something that actually happens in degenesis in canon lore yeah. we don't know what the actual assassinations were so it gives you the leeway of also making your own story. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's one of the favorite stuff I got from the Genesis. There are so many events in the timeline that I would love to play. Like, for example, Vasco's escape from the hospital and just oh, the yeah. hospitalian running after him. I think that would be so fucking nice. Like, you run after him from the hospital to Britain, following his, uh, his tracks, all this kind of stuff. That would be amazing. Or you can also try and play. Like, I would love to play the City Wars. Definitely. Either from... Um, Kiltrin's uh, followers point of view or from the other side like from uh, the Anabaptists for example or whoever like you can pick so many different sides because it's so long before all the cults were unified into doing what the protectorate is now and most of the cults were not even present so you can play clanners would be so nice it's like the kind of stories I would love to play because once you play it it gives so much information to the players into like how justician came to be what it was I totally agree there's one event in Franca's past that I think would be fun to play as well, which also ended terribly, <laughs> but it is the expedition, the joint Anabaptist and Spitalian expedition, and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the uh, Vagman Lacroix? Yes, yes. I think that would be really fun to play and also really tragic. I mean, it was successful in the first place, and then it failed. Yes, yes. The, the story was like, they managed to destroy the first spore field, like the huge ass spore field. They killed the Ferromancer and then they tried to push further and they failed. Yeah. It's like perfect. It's exactly the kind of story you want to tell into Genesis. Yeah, I think I would really love to play a game set during that event. Have, uh, you know, the characters play either Spitalians or Anabaptists and have them feel victorious only yeah. to experience tragedy soon after. Yeah, it would be so nice. 
what are back to uh, scenarios that are set in the past and the canon of the Genesis, I would love to play the first discovery of the corpse eaters. Like first time oh, yes. players encountered like this zombie-like phenomenon. And so it's just gruesome body horror story, action-packed, and then survival because you want to warn the outpost. All this kind of stuff could be excellent. And so I would set it up in this way, like you're a, a duo or like a trio of characters. Anabaptist battalions. I, I think that's it. Anabaptist battalion, maybe a clanner, and you're just patrolling on border post north. And like at some point during your patrol, you just see a flare going up in the sky and you follow it. And when you arrive, you just see just corpses all over the place, like bones sprouting from the blood soaked ground. And you just try to understand what's going on. You see fellow battalions completely dismembered, Anabaptist still lying on the floor drowning in their own blood, all this kind of stuff. And you need to either investigate or go back to the outpost to warn them. And as you do either or, you see more flares going up in the sky as people encounter more corpse eaters. And you can decide what you want to do. But in the end, it's just like, just hell let loose and you, you want to survive. So you, everybody abandons their post and you can play it as a last standing ground where they fight, or you can be just, they abandon their post and they just leave and you can end the scenario like this or continue in a campaign where they go to the nearest big settlement to warn everybody, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like you can, I always love to make scenarios that you can decide to stop after, immediately after. You can turn it into like a small campaign right afterwards. Yeah, that definitely works either way. It gives you options. I think the corpse eater idea is super cool, especially because um, I remember the little bit of information that you get at the end of catharsis when you read the corpse eaters and how like you know this battalions captured one even though like they kept hurting the corpse eater he didn't flinch yeah and when they cut the vein there were like worms and just exactly. like the mental image of it is so horrific i love it yeah, yeah that's exactly i mean i just based myself on this uh, to to come up with the ideas nothing very original but it's the kind of story you can come up with it very easily and most of the point is just to extrapolate it like how can you make it very interesting cool to play make it like a very intensely packed story uh, session to make and that's what players want like if you want to teach people what the genesis is about perfect body horror mystery cool collaboration that's just what you want there's also the option of doing a one shot that is you know less gruesome less tragic yeah one idea that i think would be really fun is to have everybody make characters who are Bretoni children uh -huh. and have them wander into the forest of druids on a dare. Mm -hmm. And like, first of all, having the uh, players play children means that they can get to, especially if they're new players, get to explore the world of degenesis from that kind of perspective of like, I don't know anything about the world, you know, beyond my Bretoni village or whatever. And like, because the Forest of Druids is such a mysterious area, you can really play around with it. You can really have fun expanding it, I guess you could say. And they're just kids, right? So they're not there to like harm anyone or, yeah. or have any selfish motives. It was a dare like, hey, I bet you are too afraid to go into the Forest of Druids. And the kid's like, no, -uh, I'm totally brave. So a bunch of them go in together and, and it's like, it's like a, being able to explore that place with a childlike sense of wonder and curiosity. And maybe there's no violence, you know, like, who knows? <laughs> who knows what the GM decides to do? Yeah, 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 I think that's definitely the kind of story that would be very cool. 
I mean, you have so many options of how you can de-escalate the violence. Like, just make a group of chroniclers. No fucking violence. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you make them play through something, they have to come out of alive and they don't have any weapons. And so they have to they have to be smart about the way they're dealing with it. And that's also a nice way to put people in the shoes of the characters. Ah, what else do I have? I have one name, but it's very cryptic. Um, it was based on a movie called The Sand Castle. And the title was War is Always Filled with Shame. That's very cryptic. I couldn't tell you what you were thinking either. I think it was about a young Helvetic soldier having to do like some boring routine in a clanner settlement. Like they have to repair some sort of water supply pumping from the, the river or something like that. But at the same time, they are not welcome from um, another group of clanners living in the same city. And so they have to fight against it while trying to operate the reparation. The movie is super cool. It's a bit, I mean, it's a war movie very stupid but there was like this idea of like the soldier is super smart and super sensitive to the distress of the clanners so he wants to help them but at the same time you see all his buddies being killed by the warmongers clanners among them i mean not clanners in the movie it's like extremists oh okay and so they're trying to help the population but because of everything the u.s army did on this soil back in the days there's an, a group of extremists fighting against them and so I, w I like the idea of transporting that into Helvetics going and helping a settlement, but for some reason, maybe they didn't help in the past or, I mean, you can come up with a lot of cool stuff. They have to help, but at the same time, act against it. It's like the balance of being an Helvetic, trying to find the proper way to act while still uh, receiving one, your money, and two, doing good to the clans, respecting the doctrine, all this kind of stuff. I think that's what I had in mind, but it's too cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like an interesting one-shot idea, though. I think that would be really fun to play with the right group of people. I think that's sort of the story that requires a more experienced group, probably. Maybe. My last idea that I wrote down takes place in Hyperspania, and I think it would be cool to do some kind of hit-and-run mission as Guerreros against a Scorcher supply camp or something. I was kind of going in the same direction of the heist idea that you had earlier, but I knew in my head I was like, heists are not going to work in this game. <laughs> <laughs> so the notion of, you know, you're a squad of guerreros or whatever, and you're doing a covert hit and run mission in the middle of the night on this Scourge of Supply camp that you've been watching for some time now, I think that would be uh, really fun to do. Really quick, fast, uh, like fast paced, I mean, action one shot. And who knows, you'll probably all die, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I had not exactly a similar idea, but like, I love the idea of playing pirate apocalyptics. And so I was thinking about this group of pirates that just go near the coast, completely pillage an area and then go back. But this one time they decide to go to Iberspanian coast and loot one of the big cities, like maybe Cartagena. They know that there is something very precious in one of the Neolibians' safes and they decide to go do a, a very quick action and then leave. And so you mission would just be that, like you go in the city under the cover of the night or in open daylight and you try to do your, your mission, but just apocalyptic, so very fast-paced story. What do you think about a one-shot that takes place during the Great Auction and every character plays a Neolibian? And see, the thing is, it sounds more like a competitive one-shot, but I'm sure a good GM would come up with a way for all of them to have to work together. Maybe try and prevent one guy from getting the concessions he wants or something. I don't know. It just popped into my head all of a sudden when you mentioned the Neolibian bank. Uh -huh. I don't know. Does that seem plausible if we had a one-shot set during the Great Auction and all characters were playing Neolibians? Or is that just dumb? You can tell me if it's dumb. 
No, I think it's a cool idea. I would not even shy away from having them fight against each other. It's, it's like it's a nice way of making roleplay. You put almost no NPCs. You just set the rules and you have like the entire day to solve the specific issue of finding out to buy this against the other players. You know, it's like playing um, a werewolf game. Everybody's against each other, but still you, you have to play together. So, so the game is interesting. And they could also all have backgrounds with one another, so they could use their backgrounds to their advantages or to be allied with other people to try to come up like, okay, I, I would maybe not have this concession, but if you help me and if I help you, we can both get a different concession that is also very valuable. Like you can come up with a lot of funny ways to maybe help each other. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun. That could be fun. Now that we've talked about it, yeah. That could be fun. I mean, I think Africa has a lot of nice scenarios options. Like, wait, what was that the other day? I was thinking about another apocalyptic scenario where they would try to go to the uh, mausoleum of the Libyan to try and loot it. And uh, in good old grave robbers way. (laughs) Or you could do it the complete other way. Like a guy or a group of neo-Libyans have to go to the mausoleum for some sort of like a pilgrimage. And there is something they need to put there. For example, I like the idea of legacy scenarios, like where a group of characters are tied together by another character dying and asking them to accomplish a legacy for them. Ooh, I like that. That could be a nice way, like an old Neolibian ask all his former scribes or Americans to come and to do like one final action for him, maybe go to the mausoleum of the Libyan and put one last part of uh, his uh, legacy together. I don't know. Like, I'm just coming up with this right now, but I was thinking about what could you do with this very iconic place to tie people together, even though they are all rivals right now, to like tie back with their backstories, stuff they did to one another, force roleplay and also it's like it would be a scenario that would be absolutely not based on action it would just be like talk 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 yeah one shots that are all roleplay that's good stuff and it reminds me of the idea i had a few episodes ago where it's like a an anabaptist and a jehemadin lying in separate beds next to each other you know recovering from the war and the entire one shot would just be them talking and grappling with the fact that they're enemies but now the war is over and they're stuck in this one room together yeah that would be amazing i was also thinking about this idea of same, Jamidin and the Baptist, but both convicted by um, the judges and they are sent on the Yas barrier to do some uh, some prison time. But they need to be useful, like forced labor and everything. That would be fun. Similarly, it would be fun to say that let's just keep going with the Jehemadin and Anabaptist idea since they're the easiest cults that oppose each other that I can think of right now. <laughs> but what if they're both accused of the same crime, right? Or they're accused of maybe not the same crime, but they're accused of working together on a crime or, or you know, like whatever. And obviously they didn't do it. So they both have to clear their names and they have to work together to prove that they weren't the ones who did it when the whole town is against them or something like that. I don't know. It was just, it just popped into my head. That could be a real fun. Like, that would be very interesting. I think that would be very, 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 very nice. And it doesn't have to be just two characters either. It could be, you know, a whole group of four or three or four. And they're all opposed to each other in some way, whether it's like ideological or just their personalities clash or something. But... They're all stuck in this pickle because everyone thinks that they killed that person or whatever. And all of them are like, no. <laughs> so then they have to prove their innocence. Yeah, or it, it could be a, like it could be a setup from one of the judges to eliminate like all these people who are like who have like clue against them 
uh, for something specific and they don't want to fall. So they did manage to put a case on all of them at the same time. Like it could be so many different ways to, to tie these together. Yeah. We've come up with a lot of great ideas. Listeners, I hope that you are taking notes because these are all awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's like the kind of stuff that is very easy to do as soon as you have a fellow GM to talk with. It's so easy to just go around in this like sort of ideation uh, time where you just put all your ideas and you, you bounce them against one another and you're like, okay, we can improve it on this. This idea is cool, but like let's try to make it like a little bit more interesting. It was the same thing when we were discussing the clan. I think it's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff you really, really shine when you can brainstorm this kind of stuff with someone else who knows their shit. Of all the ideas that we've shared so far, which one do you think you would like to develop more in the future if you got a chance? Uh, the Slaves Escaping is one of my all-time favorites. I think it's like one of the ideas I've seen the most and I'm, I'm the most willing to explore because it's the kind of scenario where you are almost assured that people will have to team with each other, but it will not erase conflict. So it's going to be cool. It's the kind of stuff that has to be cool. I like that idea too, because basically all of the characters start out with nothing. No equipment, no weapons, and probably not even like anything but the clothes on their backs, you know? You could start the game literally at night when they plan to escape. What have they, you know, what can they grab really fast? Or maybe you could start it a little bit before so the characters all have a chance to introduce themselves to each other, quote unquote, and then sort of come up with a plot. And then maybe the next session or, you know, the next hour or two afterward could be actually carrying out that escape plan with only, you know, whatever they can grab from the oil field or the plantation or whatever. (laughs) That would be nice. I think that would be very nice. I would also really like, I think, to play the um, Neolibian accomplishing like the legacy of their mentor. I don't know what I would do with it, but that could be fun. What I, I like the most about all these ideas is that you can play them and see if your players like it. If they like it, you can easily transform all of these in a nice campaign. Yeah, that's true. I think that's one of the greatest ways to be versatile is to come up with a one shot that you can continue eventually because you don't know. Maybe your players say, I don't really like the idea of hunting down psychonauts. I don't like the monster hunter aspect. I don't like the glory aspect of it. Cool. It's over. (laughs) You can move on. Yeah. But if they, you know, if you play the horror one shot that I suggested about like an abandoned ruin with the Amsumo and they really like the horror aspect and thinking on their feet and using their surroundings, you could always continue on with other scavenger hunts, basically, maybe in the Stukov Desert, like we talked Mm -hmm. about before. Yeah. You could have a lot of ideas come from that. Yeah, yeah, super easy. And I mean, I I wanted to play with another group of guys just to make them discover the game and um, do one shot. And that's what I did. Like I took all my one shot idea and I was like, okay, I'm going to pitch you five, six ideas. Just let me know which one sounds the best to you and we can discuss it. I mean, I think it's a cool way to do it. And for each of them, you just come up with a a bunch of uh, pre-prepared characters. You let them choose between the characters so they don't have to think about it. And then it creates like a very nice way to play. Yeah, that is one thing. Pre-created characters are a great idea, especially if you're introducing the Genesis to new players. It's their first time playing because you could spend hours creating your own character for the Genesis before you even start playing. So it's great to be able to pick up a character and then just go with it, which I think is what Provider does, which is the fan-made adventure that introduces the Genesis. 
I don't know that any others do that, but yeah, it's totally the best idea for new players. Yeah, and I would also strongly advise anyone who's um, planning on creating one-shots like that, if you do so, just use all the stuff we, we provide on uh, thegenesis.com because you can use all the layout tools we have and then you can share it very easily with the rest of the community. And that's the kind of stuff that other members of the communities are really looking for. Like all the time I see people asking, what can I start with? What can I start with? And I think if you do like we do, you, you just discuss it with a fellow GM or even with someone in the community and come up with a lot of different one-shot ideas, which I strongly recommend you do after listening to the podcast and you share them. Maybe it's going to like spark some ideas in other people and you can then share that with the rest of the community. And crowdsourcing is an amazing thing to do. And it's very helpful for other people that don't have as many ideas or need a, a little nudge to get inspired. And if you don't know any DGenesis GMs near you, you can of course join our Discord server at discord.gg DGenesis. There is an active community there, many, many GMs who would be willing to listen to your ideas, help you tweak them, maybe give you other ideas that you could incorporate or, you know, all that good stuff. We're absolutely willing to help all the time. Yeah, definitely. I don't have as much time as, as I would like to to come up with new scenarios, but I'm most of the time inspired when I re read people. Like It's really very easy for me to come up with um, new ideas when I read people's questions. So feel free to ask, to mention us, mention me, mention Gunsmite or anyone that's uh, present on the Discord and are active if you need help, because you never know. None of us is going to beat you for that. And we really like the idea of just helping for uh, this kind of tiny stuff. Thank you all for listening to today's podcast episode, and we hope you tune in to the next one. See you guys. And check out DGenesis at www.dgenesis.com. Don't forget to listen, citizens, sometime. The cluster speaks.